By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS and we make it so eloquently. Yes, that's all there is to it. Uh, matter of fact, sometimes we do it better than other days, but uh, for the most part, uh, we got it going on, girlfriend, right? Let me see if I can find Shelly. Shelly, 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 where are you, Shelly? Shelly, 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 where are you, Shelly? Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. Don't know what happened to her. We'll try back later. Uh, hold on a minute. Da, 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 da. Let's do this. Do that like that. Okay. Uh, it is a Wednesday. What? Are you there? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You answered? Of course I answered. Oh, Why wouldn't I? I just I just hit the button to kill it, and you're there. How's that? That's just the way we roll, Brad. <sighs> you know, I'm reading a story that Mike Otten sent me. You think we have problems here in the St. Louis area, right? This yeah. is actually very scary. This is in Los Angeles. A video shows a toddler being attacked and dragged by a coyote. This is in a residential neighborhood in Los Angeles called Woodland Hills. Uh, parents had just come home. Matter of fact, uh, I don't know where the, who shot the video. Maybe this was like, I can't figure out if this is like security camera video or whatever. So Dingo eat my baby? No, I, but it's, it's bizarre. They, uh, here, let me read the paragraph. As the parents collected her toys inside the car, a coyote can be seen running toward the toddler. They just, they just pulled her out of the, the, the car seat. So in other words, two parents drive home. They get out of the car. They take her out of the car seat. They put her on the ground next to the car. As the parents collected her toys inside the car, a, toy, a coyote can see running toward the toddler and, and biting down on her legs, dragging her face down into the sidewalk. While the girl screamed for her help, Dad, Ariel, ran over to rescue her while yelling loudly to scare off the coyote. Quote, for a second, he, Ariel, just turned inside the car and he just heard her screaming and he didn't see the coyote. He thought she fell, explained the girl's mother. So he ran over and saw the coyote. The coyote appeared unfazed as it lingered for a few moments before Ariel is seen throwing a rock at the animal. She has lots of scratches on her left leg, and one of them is really deep, Shira said of the daughter's injuries. We had to go to the ER. We had to get rabies shots. The coyote has just kind of dragged her, so her face is also a little bit bruised. Now get this. Dango ate my baby. While the crew from KTLA TV was there reporting on the scene, a coyote suddenly appeared in front of the family's home Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> the father chased the coyote back into the bro the bushes. I mean, what is this? Family said they're tired of animals lurking in their neighborhood. They want to prevent an attack like this from happening to another child and are hoping the city will get involved by trapping and removing the coyote coyotes from the community. Wow, was that is that you know, I'm trying to think do we That's um little red riding hood stuff. Do we have coyotes here in the St. Louis area? I don't know if we do or not. I don't know the answer to that question. I know further. You know, the crazy thing about this is. They would ha have to. If they've got all this deer out in Wildwood, well, they've got to have coyotes. I don't. But see, that's that might be why, why the reason we have all sorts of deer. There's no natural predators. See, that's the problem. When you oh. when nature has its balance and when you don't have the natural predators, that's why you have gazillion deer out there in Wildwood and Chesterfield and Clarkson Valley and places like that because of the fact that, that and unlike where I've personally had experience on 94 south of the high school, where I don't know how many deer I've hit through the years on that stretch there. I mean, south of... Uh, don't say how. Francis House South. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh. Shelly and Francis House South, yes. She's renamed the schools. 
Oh, my God. You know, we already have, you know, they need to build one more high school in, in the Fort Zumwalt district. Then we'd have east, south, west, north, and central. Right now, we have all the compass points, but we need that central. You know, and then why did, I, see, I don't understand why they, why, I guess because of the fact that when they, excuse me, when they named Francis Howe Central, because of the fact that they named Francis Howe South, then there would be a high school south of them, which would be the original Francis Howe. See, that's, they should they should have just renamed them. They should have just called Francis Howe, Francis Howe South, like you said, and then, and then the other one would be Francis Howe Central. That would make sense. But they aren't building high schools anymore because the population is declining now. Do you know that? I did not. Yeah, the school age population in the area. The area is getting old, just like there's a stretch. But along... it's coming back up because we just had another baby boom. Well, they, it's coming back up because they're building 14 million apartment buildings right there. That along, is true. Along 364, One for every child that's born. Right, right there, 364 at Mid Rivers. They're building 364 there at Harvester. 364 there at Bryan. I mean, huge apartment complexes. So you know, it's like it's like wow. What great locations. I mean, if you're an apartment building owner, I mean, what a great location. We're right on 364. I mean, you know, 364 is the miracle highway. Let's be honest. It's the miracle highway. Used to be a mess. You know, by the way, I came down. I have to give the – I'm, I'm, I'm sort of giving a rough treatment to the construction crews up there at the 364-94 interchange because they've been working on that forever. Remember – they built the Empire Welcome State. Welcome to my neighborhood. <laughs> they Brad. built the Empire State Building from the ground up in what thirteen months? Isn't that what we had? They started like in in March of one year and fe- finished in April of the next. They've and I see. Here's what I don't understand: they put another lane on ninety four from seventy down to the three sixty four interchange. Okay, since they put in three sixty four, nobody's on ninety four anymore. I mean, nobody. Nope. It's like deserted on that that stretch up there. Used to it be is. that used to be like super 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 busy, especially back in the old days when there was, was no three sixty four because you had to go all the way up ninety four, hit all the stoplights, stoplight at, at at you know at every single little subdivision entrance, blah 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 blah, junk station, harvester, jungerman, central school. Sounds like a train conductor. Junk station, central school, harvester. You know, all aboard. No, uh, but. They're still, I have no idea what's taking them so long. I mean, it's like, it's, I think the guys, they're on the new, they're on the new, the construction workers out there. I think they're on the, on the, uh, they're on the, uh, the, the, the Facebook uh, plan where they work one day in the field and then they, four days from home. Think about that for a minute. How do construction workers work from home? <laughs> they don't. That sounds like a joke. Well, it so, is, it is sort of a how joke. How do constructions work from home? They don't. That's what I'm saying. I mean, see, look, I know those guys work hard. I'm not making fun of them, but I don't understand these projects that go on forever. It was like Mike Elam, remember he had he on? He used to work right there off of West Clay in St. Charles. They rebuilt West Clay from First Capital, 94, up to like Raymond Drive. You know where Raymond Drive is in St. Charles. It took, I do. It took forever. I mean, I think it took two years to add another lane. And I'm going like, okay, I don't understand what's going on here. You know, I mean, my dad was in the Corps of Engineers. My dad was in charge of that project. It'd be done in two weeks. It'd be done in two weeks. But, of course, the Corps of Engineers are too busy harassing radio station owners like me now (laughs) where my transmitter site is. But that's a whole other story. God. Yeah, the Corps of Engineers was busy um, 
telling us that we couldn't cut down any more of our trees in our backyard at our lake house. Really? The Corps of Engineers got uh involved in that? I'm sorry? The Corps of Engineers got involved with that? Yes. Down in what lake? Is this like Lake Tanicomo or what is what lake is this? Table Rock. Table Rock Lake. Okay, you had a place. It's a core lake. Right. So you can't put up any more. um, No more buildings? No, not buildings. uh, Swimming pools? Movie stars? No, movie stars. (laughs) No. (laughs) I can't remember now. Stop it. (laughs) Structures? Yes. No. um, (laughs) Yes. No. Boat docks. (laughs) No boat docks. Oh, no. that, then why do you have ocean? Why do you have lakefront property if you can't put up a boat dock? What good is that, right? Yes, they, <laughs> that's just the way you they know, are. You know, I, don't get me going on this. Government on all levels has just gotten out of control. I mean, it's just gotten out of control. I mean, you can't do anything anymore. Even like in in St. Charles County, it's gotten to the point where like, and part of the problem is, is that if the government's good with what you're trying to do, you got Arnie Denhoff who shows up and complains, right? If, if, you know, you know, you know who I'm talking about? I, who doesn't? Okay. If you don't know who we're talking about, I met him before, you know, did I tell you this story? I, I've met him too. He's actually tried to reply on my Facebook and I called him out. I'm like, Arnie, you cannot sit there and play and, and spew negative stuff on my Facebook page. He's like, Ed, so stop it or I will block. He's you. like Ed Golterman who like, I have this, <laughs> this relationship with I on think Facebook. Ed Golterman's a little nicer. Well, Ed Golterman is like this guy that lives in Kirkwood and if you look at his Facebook page, I guess he's retired. He has nothing else to do with his life. He'll post maybe 20 times a day on Facebook, at least 20 times a day. And everyone is he's complaining about something. His whole deal is his grandfather or his great-grandfather, somebody in his family, ran the Muni when it first, first started. Guy Golterman ran the Muni Opera when it first started, and then he was involved in the Keel Opera House. And, and Guy's whole, or, uh, Ed's whole bit is that the Muni Theater is, is unused. Because, I mean, it's not totally, it's not, not being properly used. Because the Muni season used to start, didn't it used to start like in May and go into like September? And I now, don't know. Now it's like it's like four weeks long. The entire season is four weeks long. Muni used to have concerts there. You go back in history, there were rock groups that played there. There were, you know, they, you know, like big popular singers played there. You know, I mean, like you know, one night, two night concerts, things like that. They don't do any of that anymore. Um, anyway, he complains all the time, all the time, and he and he sits at home and he watches. I guess he sits at home, he, or he sits in his van down by the river or something like that, and all he does is criticize the newscasters. He'll he'll be on there. He calls his you know, Andy Banker. That was a terrible report. You know. Then he'll be on about. Uh, he'll listen to KMOX. KMOX, terrible radio station. You know. I can't believe that they hired blah blah blah. And he's on the air. And Charlie Brennan. Thank God he retired. He was horrible. I mean, that's all this guy does all day long. So, I have fun with him. I reply to his a lot of his posts, and I be. I, you really do. I'd say weird things. And the, you really, well, that goes without saying, well, really. And the interesting thing is he's he lives in Kirkwood, but he won't say anything bad about Kirkwood. So I always reply back if he says something, it's terrible. You know, like like he's, his newest thing is he's complaining about they divvied up the money from the Ram settlement, you know, from, from the Kroenke settlement where the city's going to get like $250 million and the county's going to get $150 million and the, the facility, the organization that runs the dome is going to get like, I don't know, $75 million or something like that. 
And I put on there, oh, you know, he says that's terrible that money should have gone to wherever. It should have gone to the Keel Opera House. And I put on there, I go, no, it should go to Kirkwood to clean up the nuclear waste site in Kirkwood and also to stop the crime. The crime is so rampant and the murder, the new capital of the United States, the murder capital is Kirkwood. And, you know, he doesn't ever say anything about that, you know, because he can sit in Kirkwood and complain about everybody else because, you know, Kirkwood is nirvana. If you live in Kirkwood, you're you're like blessed by God. The hand of God touches you if you live in Kirkwood. I don't get that myself. I mean, if you if you said, hey, we're going to give you a new house in Kirkwood, I'd say, great. I'd move into it for a day. I'd move out of it, say I could live in Kirkwood for a day, and I'd sell it and I'd buy a house somewhere else. I'd buy a house in, I'd buy a house in Crapville and build a house in, in Crapville. I'm already the mayor of Crapville, so I might as well have a house there, right? As is yeah. right now. I mean, I have a trailer in Crapville. <laughs> yes, you do. Same trailer, different park. <laughs> okay. We have to take a break. Uh-huh. Uh, what I want to talk about hey, that. Brad, yes, what? Good morning, my friend. Oh, you're my friend? Yes. Some mornings you get so mad at me. You hang up on me. Like, well, that's what friends last, do. Last Friday, end of the show, you cussed me out and just hung up. That is not... Excuse me, that is not true. I did not cuss you out. Those are only saved for different, for uh, more intense mads. I was all kerfuffled. Is that what it was? Yes, and I'm so glad you took that one instead of the other one that needs to be pulled. You don't like this one? Not as bad as it could have, but he was gentle on me. No. You don't like that one? That's my puppy. No, the one where it sounds sounds like kerfuckled, but it's not. Boy, you got pretty close there. <laughs> I'm going to touch that one. Okay. Uh-uh. It's 628. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, that is, Shelly asked me during the song, that's the young lady. I sound like an old guy when I say that, but I'm an old guy. I'm 87. That's the uh, hot chick. How's that? Is that better? <laughs> that's better. That's the hot chick who sent me an email one day and says, hey, I have a song played on your radio station. I, I, She sent me the song. I go, it's a good song. Her name's Harlow. And I thought she was originally from Australia because there's all these reviews of her song in Australia. And for some reason, she's super popular in Australia, but in the United States, nobody knows about her. And she lives in Lincoln, Nebraska. We had her on the air one morning, and the amazing thing was, remember this? I said to her, I said, what's your web address? She says, I don't have a website. I go, you don't have a website? Oh, I'm in the socials. Okay. But once again, I'm not the expert at this, but I know more than the average bear, the website should always be the basis of your marketing campaign. Yeah, it's important to be on the socials and all that kind of good stuff and have an email list, all that kind of stuff. But the website should be the center point of all your um, advertising, promotion, whatever you want to call it. And more importantly, because of the fact that for the most part, nobody's ever going to cancel your website. But yet, you can be on Twitter or Facebook, or like you could be on like Facebook, like Shelly, and say something about me, and she gets dinged. With a and I don't know if I got dinged because of what I said or because of the subject matter. You got dinged because you said you were going to do bodily harm to me. That's why you got dinged, man. I, oh, I, so it was the subject matter. Yeah, I called up Mark Zuckerberg personally and said, you "Mark, did not. I, I said, I'm surprised you didn't call um, Mr. Musk." You know, that that gets more interesting all the time with him. You know, I mean, now he's got all it these does, well, he's got all these documents that he's releasing from the company before he bought it that shows like, yeah, they didn't like somebody, so they just they shadow banned him or you know, I mean like it for example, when this whole thing went down when he first came out and talked about buying Twitter, all the conservative radio hosts, all all of them, their their followers like doubled overnight. 
Now, how does that happen? How do you go from like, I can't think it was Brian Kilmeade was talking about this. He went from like in one day, he went from like 250,000 followers to like a half million followers in one day. How does that happen? You know, somebody's got their finger on the on the scale, so to speak. You know what I mean? There's somebody's doing something because that just doesn't magically happen. That you double your number. Well, it does sometimes. No, not but not it when magically happened to us. Not when. Well, see what happened to me on my Twitter account. One day I lost half my followers. <laughs> Literally, I had like three thousand followers and it dropped down to fifteen hundred overnight. I'm going like, okay, what Did happened? Did you ask him what the problem was? Uh, yeah, right. Like you're going to call 1-800-TWITTER and they're going to answer the phone. <laughs> you're sending them an you email. You never know. That might be something that no. Musk is. is no, um... no. This is back in the old days. Oh. See, the interesting thing old about days. this is what I find fascinating about this is you see all these people talk about, oh, my God, since Musk has taken over, Twitter doesn't work properly and, and nobody can get on anymore. I'm going like, I've never had one problem. I'm on it almost. I haven't either. I'm on it almost every day. I'm going like, and and they go, oh, and the and the number of negative posts have have increased. I'm going like, I see negative posts all the time. I mean, like for example, the guy that I don't understand why this is. Do you know who Kevin Sorbo is? I've heard the name, but I do not know who it is. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me let me save something here. Kevin, let me pull up Kevin Sorbo's Wikipedia page. You know who he is. You've seen him before. Um, and I think he's, I'm going like, okay, I don't quite understand why people don't, you know, are so upset with this guy. K-E-V-I-N. It's sort of a sad story. He's still around and he's involved with, uh, here he is, Kevin Sorbo. He's an American actor, started roles, uh, had starring roles in television series as Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, uh, Journeys and Captain Dylan Hunt in Androm- Andromeda. Sorbo's Mr. also known. Mr. Dylan, Mr. Dylan. Sorbo's also known for acting in the Christian drama films God's Not Dead and Let There Be Light. Okay, I think this is part of the problem. He's 64 years old, uh, and he had um, he had a stroke, I believe. Um, 2001. Um, health. In late 1997, while on a publicity tour for Call the Conqueror and between the fourth and fifth seasons of Hercules, the newly engaged Sorbo experienced an, was an aneurysm, aneurysm in his shoulder, which caused three strokes. As a result, he was weakened for the next several years, condition kept secret from the public while he recovered during the last two seasons of Hercules. Sorbo had a reduced filming schedule to accommodate his condition, and more guest stars were featured in the show in order to reduce Sorbo's duties. The strokes, thought to be triggered when chiropractic manipulation of his shoulder released blood clots from the aneurysm, left Sorbo with a permanent 10% loss of vision, weakness, impaired balance, and migraines. In his 2011 autobiography, True Strength, Sorbo revealed the details of his injury and how his wife, Sam, helped him recover. Okay, he is doing all sorts of work. We don't play it here, but I've heard it on other stations. I've seen it on TV. He's doing free public service announcements. I can't talk. Public service announcements to promote brain health. There's some organization because of the fact that he's been impacted by the strokes and the whole bit like that. He's doing all this work for the public for free, goes around, talks to people about this, talks about how what happened to him, blah, 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 you know, doing all this stuff. He posts something on on Facebook, on Twitter, and he just gets flamed. I mean, if he said, hey, the sky's beautiful today, there's a thousand people reply back. Why would you know? You're a stupid jerk. I mean, it's like, what is this? I mean, like, here, let me let me see. I, you don't believe me? Let me see if I can find it. 
I, I've seen this before because somebody else turned me on to this. I go, if you want to see somebody who always gets beat up in Twitter, go look at Kevin Sorbo's uh, Twitter page. And I go, okay, I will. Let me look at it. Kevin Sorbo. And any money, every time I've looked at it, this is funny. I normally don't look at Kevin Sorbo's Twitter page. But since this happened, I look at it from time to time because I go like, God, this poor guy. Um, here we go. Um, uh, where's it? Okay, like like for example, he he. Let me see what he tweeted recently. Sixteen hours ago, okay, he he just puts in this is his tweet: "Weak men destroy society." Uh, well, if that's the case, then our society is already destroyed. Okay, so here's here's the replies from a lady called Tara Dublin. I guess that's why so many mm-hmm, Trump supporters like you showed up to end our democracy on January 6th, jerkles. <laughs> and and, uh, and, and here, here's, here's Savita Vadiata. I can't even pronounce his name. You are among the weepest, weakest, buddy. And then here's somebody, Dave Scheidt. Xena was a better show. <laughs> uh, and then there's another one that explains your silly butt, but I didn't say butt. It said Malcolm Nance. It said A-S-S. Uh, you sure are afraid of a lot of Hercules. You're such a blanking lame dude, L-A-M-A-O. I know. So so do some push-ups, you loser. These are all replies, dude. I mean, go like, what is with this guy? Let's look at another one. Okay? It's like, it's like okay, um, here, let me look at one. Uh, trying to find... Okay, here this I don't know if you know this this is this is a new one. You know, they talked about that we're gonna have these eighty seven thousand new IRS agents and they said they're only gonna go after people who have like more than a million dollars of net worth or something like that. Did you see last week they sent out the IRS sent out a public service announcement that if you do more than six hundred dollars a year on Venmo, they're gonna investigate you. Have you seen this? No. Oh yeah. So he's puts on there. The IRS will tax people on transfers over six to hundred dollars. What happened to tax the rich? And, and, and here's so a, does that mean that through one transaction would be six hundred dollars, or collectively six hundred dollars? If you more in a year in Venmo, six hundred dollars. I think at PayPal as well too. If you have more than six hundred dollars worth of activity in a year, they're oh. going they're going to take it's a look collectively. At, then right, okay, okay. He he posts that, and and this lady replies. Here's Tara. Whatever happened to your career, jerkles? <laughs> so in other words, or no, Hercules, that's Jerkules. They call him Jerkules, J-E-R-K-U-L-E-S, okay? Uh, do you do realize this $600 tax reporting cap was Trump's parting gift, right? So if you zell to send my kid too much money to cover his rent while away at college, I owe the IRS tax, or does, or does, does he? And there's one, after, it's, been, it's been like one after the other. There's all these people, and you know, that are making fun of him. I'm going like, I don't get it. I mean, I think because of the fact that he's now he's become a conservative Christian, that people are like, "Oh my God, he's conservative Christian. We got to go after him." I don't understand that. I mean, not only so that. So, what constitutes a conservative Christian? Someone who's conservative and they're a Christian. <laughs> How tough is that? That was deep, Brad. <laughs> well, you're a conservative Christian is okay. Let's typify that. A conservative Christian would be someone who listens to Joy Joy ninety nine. And has a sticker and drives like crapola. Well, that's what they do. I mean, you know, if you got a joy in ID. Yes, I do know. If you know what? What? Do you know that 
if you have State Farm insurance and you put a Joy 99 sticker in your car, your rates go down by 30%? That's not true. Stop. <laughs> sure sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous because State Farm would never do anything like that. <laughs> My favorite are not that I'm bitter. If you watch some of these, if you watch some of the videos, um, you know, there's all these now because we everybody has a dash cam now. There's all these dash cam video uh, YouTube channels. <laughs> some of them are like hilarious. Who has a dash cam? Do you have a dash cam? I do not. But quite honestly, after watching these videos, I think I should get a dash cam because I don't know how many times I've had close calls where it hasn't been my fault. I mean, I mean, once again, I had three accidents. You mean when you've actually went to 41 as opposed to 40, the minimum drive, drive uh, for miles those, per hour for on those the of, interstate? For those of our new listeners, Shelly always accused me of driving 40 miles an hour in the interstate when I don't drive 40 this miles an hour. This time he drove 41. I don't drive 40 miles an hour on the interstate. I drive the speed limit plus five. So if the speed limit's 60, That's actually not I'm true. at 65. Shelly, you, you what she does is... And you can set your set your uh, cruise control at 40 and you will keep up with him and have no problems doing so. Shelly, on the other hand, looks at the speed rating on her tires and if she has V-rated tires on her car, which means she can go 140 miles an hour, she does 20 under the V ratings. In other words, if she had, if she has V-rated tires, and if you know about this, they have speed ratings on tires. If, you, if she has V-rated tires on her car and they're rated at 140 miles an hour, she does 120. That's See, on now, that, I, that would might have been true with my previous vehicle, but this car is way underpowered oh for its, the size of it. Hey. What? Drive my Ford Escape with 250,000 miles on it with with a four-cylinder engine. And when in the summer, to get onto the highway, I have to turn the air conditioner off to get up to highway speed. Talk about underpowered. Drive that car for a week, and then you'll know what underpowered is. <laughs> Seriously, my car is underpowered. <sighs> There's a line. It's not there. even a six cylinder. I heard it was like a four turbo. Yeah, but nowadays, you know, the four turbos, I mean, like, see. It's an SUV, Brad. Okay, let me go back it's in. It's a big car. Let me go back in my hot rod history, okay? There was a day when Nirvana in hot rodding was one horsepower per cubic inch. So if you had a, like a Chevy 427, and if you had 427 horsepower, you were one bad butt guy. You know what I mean? Or gal, whatever. Okay? Now it's to the point where some of these small little little four-cylinder turbo engines do almost two horsepower per cubic inch. They're twice as powerful as, you know, cubic inch, you know, displacement size than their predecessors. Okay? If you have a turbo-powered four-cylinder car... Uh, a SUV, I don't care what it is, it probably is as powerful as an old-school V8 that's just well, got a carburetor on top. why do I have to sit there and every time I, you know, it's important for me to, like, when I'm getting in on, uh, from an exit, no, from an entrance to the highway. Well, because because people don't really know this. I have to literally step on my, you know, like, floor it until it decides that it's going to get up to where it needs to go, like the speed limit, I don't know. And, um, yeah. People don't know this, but Shelly's actually Italian, and her real name is Shelly O. Uh, Shelly O. 
Keep up. Shelly O. <laughs> nope. Shelly, Shelly O. Andretti Bar. That's what her real name is. Shelly O. Andretti. That's what her real name okay. is. Shelly O. Andretti Bar. That's what her real name is. She comes from a, 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 a racing fair. Her father is Mario Andretti. Her mother is is uh, is uh, Danica Patrick. <laughs> I'm a, I'm okay with that actually. <laughs> Danica Patrick being your mother, the, yeah. only, the only problem is Danica. I mean, I could have given birth. To <laughs> well, that's yeah. the only problem. I think Danica Patrick is 20 years younger than you are, so I don't think that would have worked. Well, um, I know that's just what I said. Anyway, but... we have to take a break. And the smartest woman in the world has sent me information on coyotes in Missouri. We'll pick that up next break, okay? And yep. it's, I didn't realize this. That's why she's the smartest woman in the world. It's 6:48. It is BS show. Who's the other girl? That's Casey Bell. Uh, Kelsey, excuse me, Kelsey Ballerini. What a what, a, and that's her real name too. You know, people go, that's not a real name. K e l s e a, Nicole Ballerini. What a beautiful name that is. It really is pretty. Ballerini. Her father is. Let me look this up. Her father's in the radio business. At least he used to be. Um, Ed, a former sales manager for a country radio station, is part is part Italian descent. Her mother, Carla, has worked in marketing for a Thomas Nelson Bible publishing company and a sponsorship company. She's the only child. She started ta- taking dance lessons at Premier Dance Studio in Seymour, Tennessee, when she was three and stopped 10 years later. She sang in the church and school choir. She wrote her first song at 12 for her mother and moved to Nashville, Tennessee, three years later. She moved to Nashville at 15. Guess what? She attended Central High School in Knoxville, Tennessee, Centennial High School in Franklin, Tennessee, and then Lipscomb University for two years until she pursued a musical career. She graduated from high school. Dumb move. Then she dropped out of college after two years. Smart move. Okay. Stop it. (laughs) Sometimes I just think we could, like, beep you out. The educational system in our country has gone to H&H, hell in a handbag. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, I mean... Why is it that every single day when I read stuff, and I'm not just like on certain websites, when I read stuff on, they're teaching kindergartners about about pronouns. I'm going, okay, what? Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, come on. Like, you know. Kindergartners don't even know the alphabet. Well, once again, I'm going like, I don't get it. See, now, here we go again. The United States, when I went to high school, we had shop class, okay? Shop yes, class. Yes, we did. With and art. Woodworking, metalworking, right? We had classes like that, okay? You don't. They don't have those anymore. I'm pretty sure Francis Howell has no vocational classes anymore. I'm almost positive they don't. Now, they have, what is that, Lewis and Clark Technical College? You know what I'm talking about? It's open St. Charles. And, I do. And if I believe in Franklin County, if I'm not mistaken, Three Rivers, what do they call it? Three Rivers Votech. Um, I believe you can go there when you're in high school. I don't think it's like a, a you know like a post high school kind of place. I think you, because the reason I know about Lewis and Clark, I think it's Lewis and Clark Technical School or something like that. I have to look it up. My son went there for a semester. That was the that was the story. Was my son says to me, "Hey, Dad, open house at my at my tech school tonight," and I go, "Oh, cool." So I went up there. And met his, he says, you'll like my electricity teacher. So I go up there, and his electricity teacher was a hoot. And not only was he hoot, he was talking about talking about how he's teaching the kids through practical application. He's building an electric car. And he was. He was building an electric car in his garage. He bought some car, tore out the engine, was making it to an electric car. And 
I would, I went up to him and, you know, after class, I said, hey, my, my, you know, my son really enjoys your class and it's fascinating about you building. You're like, oh, yeah, I've been working on this a lot. Like about two or three months later, my son says to me, hey, Dad, you know, Mr. So-and-so, you know, building his electric car in his garage? I go, yeah, it caught fire and his garage burnt down. I go, really? He says, yeah, wasn't fun. And it burnt was his garage. Was it attached? Yes. It, 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 oh, really? It, it like, it, I, I can't remember where he lived. He lived in Wentzville or something like that. And it like torched part of his house. And they don't know if it was, I don't, it didn't happen when he was there. They don't know if it was the car or something in the garage that caught fire. Let me see if I can. It's Lewis and Clark Technical College. Uh, I think that's what it was. So now it's interesting. My son got Tiffany made. Tiffany was an instructor there for a minute. Who was? Tiffany. What did she instruct? Uh, how paramedics. To burn, how to burn down a garage. EMT. With an electric car. I think it's. Yeah, Brad. That's exactly what it is. Technical. Did you know that? Did you know the crap transmitter? I don't know if you know this or not. Lewis and Clark Technical School. Um, Lewis and what does Clark that have to do with the Lewis and Clark Technical School? Lewis and Clark College. I think it was, wasn't it Lewis and Clark Technical School? Isn't it St. Charles? Isn't it? it it's a bunch it's of, Technical College, I think. No, that's up, that's up it's in It's over the, off of either Zoombell or yeah, Cape Springs. Yeah, I know. I know where it's at. But I find it, I've shined Lewis and Clark. That's the place up in Godfrey. I have to, I have to call him and ask him. Anyway, I don't know how I get sidetracked on that. Uh, we'll talk about coy- it's a squirrel. <laughs> we'll talk about coyotes next hour. I, the smartest woman sent me Let's that information. Let's talk about squirrels. Why do you want to talk about squirrels? I don't know. I used to go to school with a squirrel. What? Squirrels are nasty little animals. They really they are. are. They, they really they are. They are nasty they little are, animals. Um, mutant, eating, house eating, wood eating mongrels yeah yeah that's why they all listen to kfav okay we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna take a break (laughs) i'll give you a pat on the back when i see you today (laughs) you like that one i did it's 659 (laughs) oh we don't do all this early morning talking that's what we do 707 good morning it's bs.show and we do early morning talking right we do okay following up it's like chatty bratty and you never say anything? When you let me in. <laughs> when you turn up my mic. I was all Not as bad as it could have, but he was gentle You would not me. know how many times I have a conversation, and I'm actually responding to him, and he turns my mic off. That's not true. I've never turned your mic off. You turn it off all the time. I do not. Shelly, Shelly are you there? Well, yeah. He knows I'm there. He just turns me off. Okay, here's the typical thing. I said, hey, Shelly, what do you think about that? See, that's a typical response. I get nothing. Because you have my mic turned off. I don't have your mic turned off. You totally have my mic turned off, Brad. Okay. So if your mic's turned off, how come you're on the air right now? Because I'm trying to make a point. Of what? Normally, you would have my mic turned off. No, no. Because you go into your, you you sit there and you talk about the things that you want to talk about. And then if you don't like what I'm going to say, you turn my mic off and pretend like I'm not there. Okay. Let me go back a little bit. Let me go back a little bit last week, week before. What does Shelly want for her microphone? A switch so she could turn it on and off. Now, if... If I were turning her microphone off all the time, why would Shelly want a switch so she could turn her microphone on and off? 
right? Because I need to have control over when I turn my microphone on and off. <laughs> well, like I like I control it every break. You do. I. You I mean, control whether or not I go over the if if I'm being broadcasted or not. Is this conspiracy theory? Have you been talking to Donald Trump or something like that? Are no, you, I'm or, telling you. Is this is this evolve so, both, so votes not being girls, counted? Just take that for what it's worth. Say what now? I said just take that for what it's okay, worth. Okay, here's here's what I'm gonna do. Effective right now. Once we go on the air at six o'clock, I'm not gonna turn your microphone on. I'm uh, off. I'm gonna leave it on all the time, and you control it on your end. So if you want to come in the middle of a song and start singing along with, I don't care. Just do whatever you want. Okay. Then we can't talk off air. Well, tough toenails. I'm not going to turn your. I'm not going to turn your microphone off ever. It's going to be on for two hours nonstop. So we'll hear all the crazy you stuff. You really probably don't want that to happen. <laughs> well, now you're complaining. I'm going to leave your mic on. No, make I'm your not. mind up. When we are on the air, <laughs> you want it on or off? When we no, when we are when we are on the air, and we're talking about something, and you want to get your point through, and you ask me a question. You have my microphone turned off, so it sounds like I don't. there's like a little break and pause to my response. I never do. I never touch it. If I, I, I could put a camera that would focus on the controls on the board right here, and you would see my routine is we come out of a song, I hit my, my button, your button, I turn the two pots up. Two, and for those of you out there, it's not like smoking pot. It's it's abbreviation for well, a technical with me, term. It's a potentiometer. With <laughs> Brad, it's kind of like smoking pot. Hey, well, man, I'm in the studio. I'm, I'm, this is so cool. I'm going to turn uh, Shelly's well, microphone off. Well, uh, man, man, I, I'm, I, it's going to be so funny. I've been to the marijuana dispensary. I feel great, man. Okay, no. Did I, you tell me that that dispensary in Washmo got ran into? Shelly, we talked about that. Two times. Yes, some, don't you remember? That was the lady that was on Thanksgiving morning at like 12.30 yes. in the morning. okay. I thought I remember <laughs> they, that. The Washmo police got a call that there was an accident at the at the marijuana dispensary on Highway 47 just south I of the bridge. I wonder if the DEA got involved and in that. The lady, that's kind of a big deal. The lady not only hit the building, she went inside of the building. Okay? So to the... Get- get product no she read but the thing was when they interviewed her i think she was already pre shall we say pre-lubricated because of the fact that when they interviewed her they said where are you going and she says i was heading north in 47 i was going to truesdale which is just a little part of of warren warrenton and in other words, if she were going north on Highway 47 to Truesdale, she would have been driving away from the marijuana dispensary. But instead, she was driving south on 47. She came across the bridge. Remember, I drove up there and looked at it. Sure enough, you come off the end of the bridge, and they built the bridge next to the old bridge. The old bridge used to just go straight on 47. Now you the little, yeah. little little curve there. So you get off the end of the bridge. Jog. You make a, a turn to the left. And then you make a turn to the right, and then you stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. And so well, she made her turn to the left, but unfortunately, she didn't make the turn to the right, and she just went right through the front door of the marijuana dispensary, okay? So the police show up. Her car's inside the building. I mean, not just hit the side of the building. It's in the building. So while they're in there getting her out of her car, it catches fire, 
So the car catches fire. So the, the the police department guys with their fire extinguisher try to put out the fire. You know, they're squirting the, you know, with their fire extinguishers. And then the whole place went up in flames. And then they had a contact high for four, oh, stop four miles, four Jeez, miles around it. Everybody in Washmo that that morning, the Taco Bell, they raided the Taco Bell. You couldn't get in the Taco Bell. People and schnooks were in there buying tacos and and I mean and everybody Wait, was now, like, "This is the time that you turn off my mic." <laughs> no, it's not. Everybody because was. You want to sit there and talk about this? And <laughs> they the, probably can't even hear me right they now. They had the, the munchies. Everybody had. To, oh my god! And and matter of fact, yes, Brad, we all know what the munchies are. Matter of fact, everybody, everybody, they had a traffic jam in Washmo because they had a traffic jam because. Everybody drove to the west side of of, of of Washmo. You know why? You know what? Or you know why they went to the west side of Washmo? Um, Taco Bell. They wanted to be on High Street. Yeah, they wanted to be on High Street. You know, wonder. Hold on a minute. Here, talk for a minute, okay? I'm I'm, I'm going to turn. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I'm going to turn my microphone. You're going to have to turn my microphone up. No, I. I you're you're talk. <laughs> Okay, so when I get to mess with Brad, it's kind of a perk. <laughs> he doesn't turn my microphone off. I really do because I fidget when he's talking. And so I don't want that to come across the air. So I turn my microphone off. And then I try to turn it back on. But then he gets me real quick because he's quick like that. Except for when he drives. He he drives like 40, 41. Not, not the, the street the the uh, miles per hour you know the lowest <laughs> that, that was funny because i didn't do anything she's gone she just disappeared okay hold on a minute hold on <laughs> this is going to be the world's worst show it already is uh, hold on a minute Oh. <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. I did not do that. Yeah, right. I didn't do that. Here I was kind of giving you a little bit of you just wiggle room. You just disappeared. And you 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 pull me off the, the feed. Did not. Good okay. job, Brad. I did not. Okay, homework from you totally did that. I did not. Homework from last hour. Lewis and Clark Career Center. They now call it Lewis and Clark Clark Career Center. It is you're correct. It is on Zumble. They offer uh, course clusters, advanced manufacturing, automotive and mechanical technology, information technology, hospitality, construction trades, education and training, health sciences, and law and public safety. Now my son, my son Blake. Maybe they don't have that anymore. He was in electricity class. Maybe that's all. He was in, he was in elect, electronics class. Maybe they don't do that anymore. I don't know. It's not on there anymore. It was good school. They used to. I know. I don't. You know. They, they change everything. Just do you like, think that they're related to the uh, technical school in NoCo? No. This is part of the St. Charles City School District. I do remember this. The fact that that there was a, a cooperative agreement. I don't know if they have it with Fort Zumwalt, but Francis Howell had at least back in the day when my son went there they had a cooperative agreement between the francis Howell school district and the saint charles city school district in that if you were in francis Howell, you could take classes 
at Lewis and Clark, uh, what they called it. I think it was Lewis and Clark Technical School at the time. It's now called Lewis and Clark uh, Career Center. You can't call it technical anymore, which I think I'm like, you know, I mean, I like technical. Technical's like, you know, if I were going to name, if I are going to put a new radio station on the air, I'd call it Technical 104.5. Yes, it's Technical 104.5. If you can't figure out how to work the radio, you don't know. You don't know Technical 104.5. Did 104.5. you turn it off and on? <laughs> That's okay. Just turn I, it off and on. Turn it off. Here we go again. Okay. Okay. Just turn it off. Okay. Good. Good. Boy, Thank Shelley's, you. Shelley's. So go ahead and turn it back on. Shelly's on no, a tear no, no, this morning. No, no, Just turn it on. Shelly's on a tear, tear this morning. <laughs> She's on a tear this morning. I was all kerfuffled. Okay, is it working now? Great. I was all kerfuffled. Just have, you know, just have a good day. Thank you so much. Call me if you need me. If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. I got kicked out of the safety class. If you can get it up, I got all kerfuffed. I kept it up. That's I the one straight. you need to take off, and I'm not kidding. So when we say median, that's just a very old school way of saying the third note of the major scale. What? If I were a pony, where is that from? <laughs> what, why do you play that? And then brush me down. Oh, that's <laughs> ladies got it. I told you, that's, one day I get all these crazy emails from all these record companies. Hey, and it's always like, you know, I mean, like, I listen to the records, I'm going like, I wouldn't play that if you paid me. I mean, some of these songs that these people send me are horrible. I mean, you and I could go into the studio and produce better music than some of these songs. But one day, from this company that promotes all these crazy, weird hip-hop artists, I get this gets this press release. I can't remember the guy's name. So-and-so has his new kids' album out. And I look at the guy. The guy looks like he's 9,000 years old, okay? Got a big old beard, you know? And I go like, okay, what is this? So, and then they says, and his new hit song, If I Were a Pony... And I'm going, if I were a pony, is this like some crazy rap music or something like that? Is that something, you know, like is there's a there's a subliminal term there? Hey, babe, be my pony. You know what I mean? One of those kind of things. But I play it. It's just lady, this lady singing. And it's talking about if I were a pony. And this is like the hook line. If I were a pony, when you came around, you would be there to feed me and then brush me down. That was so funny. Maybe I got a warped sense of humor, but if I were a pony, you'd you'd come around, you'd feed me, and then brush me down. Hey, babe, I'm your po- I'm your pony. Brush me down, right? <laughs> no. Some men are ponies, other ones are stallions. Yes, there you go. Spoken like a true expert. Okay. No. Thanks, Brad. Shelly, one morning. I'm going to take some of the songs that these people send me. Okay, now keep in mind, this is... The, oh, by the way, I forgot to talk about this. The smartest woman in the world sent me this. Remember how I talked about about uh, about how uh, Taylor Swift's new album wasn't doing very well because when there was there was no songs on AT40, on American Top 40? Remember I said there was no songs, and all of a sudden her one song that we play is like number 11 or something like that. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. The smartest woman in the world sends me the Billboard Hot 100, and out of the top 10 songs, nine of them are hers. I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. How can we have Ryan Seacrest with American Top 40 giving us, hey, here's the top, here's the top songs in the country, and there's Taylor Swift isn't even in the top 40, and you go on the Billboard, and Taylor's got nine of the 10 top songs. You know why that is? I'm telling you, it's crazy. 
because this is, and I don't mean to, you know, make fun of my competitors, but this is iHeart. iHeart, they are vertically integrated. They own the company called MediaBase, which is the company that they use for rating records. So in other words, if they play the song, then guess what? It shows up on MediaBase as like being a popular song. If they don't play the song, it doesn't show up on MediaBase. It's like, okay, let's, let's think about this for a minute. This is like circular logic. So, and remember, we had this thing. Remember the two songs? Remember the one was uh, Blanco Brown was like number one in the country charts or something like that? And, Which I love. And it, it wasn't. Was so much fun and, and, and funky. And... There, was, there was one song that, remember, was number one on Billboard. And it wasn't even on American Top 40. You go like, okay. It wasn't on the country charts. No, no, no. But there was one song. There have been several times because I don't do as much anymore because, quite honestly, I've gotten so aggravated with American Top 40. You know, uh, Ryan Seacrest is just mailing it in. You know, he's got so many other things. He does a TV show. He does this. He does that. He does everything. But he's the, he's like the Ginsu knife of <laughs> the Ginsu knife. Um, American being, um, back what are in called announcers back in the day when Casey Case what, did it. What what does that mean? Back in the day. Back in the day means when when like eighty years ago when I was a back young guy. In my day, it's different than back in your day. Well, I'm eighty years. I'm eighty-seven. So you know, once again. Uh, and You're by something. I got I got schooled, uh, pardon the pun, by a teacher on my use <laughs> of the word contemporary, but that's a whole other story. But anyway, back in that the day, American Top me. 40 used to be an entertaining show. Now it's just right. Hey, here's number six. Hey, that was number six. Here's number five. Hey, that was number five. Here's number four. Hey, I'm Ryan Seacrest. Aren't I great? Here's number three. That's the show now. It's like well, it they sucks. do have him marketed in, in a lot of different. But um, once again, arenas, you, spre- you spread him too thin, and what happens? He becomes over, overextended. He becomes over, you know, you know, he, he becomes. That must be what our problem is. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Not we are over popular. <laughs> right. And... <laughs> right, right, right. We're like, we're like, pretty soon we're going to be like Donald Trump, and and the 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 the, the uh, Attorney General of New York is going to be suing us and. Stuff like that. Everybody's going to be suing us. We're going to have women and men. Our Twitter account is going <laughs> right. to be, uh, be in jeopardy. <laughs> right, right, right. No, th- look, I, I mean no ill will against Ryan Seacrest. I mean, Ryan Seacrest is the classic example of being the right guy in the right place at the right time. If yeah, you, not it, only not everybody, not not everybody that were singers made an impression by American Idol. Well, no, but if you know... See, this is like one of these little untold... Because that was his first gig, wasn't it? No, but he... Once again, a talented guy. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm, I'm just saying that he's not... He, once again, he's a guy who ended up in the right place at the right time. He ended up on a show that nobody had any idea would take off, a show called American Idol. And what's interesting about it is, if you know the history of American Idol, the first year, he was not the host... He was the co-host. It was him and a comedian who worked together. Do you know this? For American Idol? American Idol. The first year there was, the guy's name is like. That was Kelly Clarkson. No, 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 no. She was the first American Idol. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is he was not in the, and I think year two, past year two, he was the host. The first year there was another guy they co-hosted together. His name was like Jim Gelber or something like that. Let me look this. I up. don't remember that. I'm trying. I'll ask Tiffany because she just like well, I, I can look it up right now. Here, American you know, Idol. Tiffany tried out for American Idol. <laughs> yeah, right. 
She did when they came to no, St. I Louis. No, I thought you said we or could. Or was that when we drove to American Chicago? American Idol. First year. I, because this guy has this guy has sort of taken on a second life. He's become the Pete Best. You know who Pete Best is? No. American Idol. First year. Hold me type this in. First year co-host. H-O-O-S-T. Brian Dunkelman. Brian Dunkelman. Brian Dunkelman is an American comedian, actor, and television personality. He's best known as being co-host with Ryan Seacrest on the first season of American Idol. Brian Dunkelman. And here, I, I'll send you this uh, this screenshot. That here. really has no, you know, um, relation in my mind to anything. I've never even heard that name. Brian Dunkelman. And here's a picture. Matter of fact, I'm going to send you a screenshot. Here is a picture of... of of the first year of American Idol, and on stage they have from left to right. I'm gonna send this to you right now. Hold on. I'm gonna hold on. Shelly and I are not. Yeah. Just say no, Brad. Let it go. Oh, <laughs> Christy pooping underwear says my kids and I would like to hear the whole pony song. Could you send it to us, please? <laughs> Isn't that cute? I send it to you. I'll come over and Hi, sing Christy. it. Hi, Christy. We over. have to have lunch someday, honey. <laughs> oh, she'll tell you things about me you don't want to know. I know. <laughs> That will be fun. <laughs> I've known her since the day she was born. How's that? I was at the hospital when she was born. How's that for being a good a good uncle? I was at the hospital when she was born. Okay. Uh, yes, Brian Mike Otten sent to me Brian uh, Brian Dunkelman. Okay, look at your look at your 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 uh, text right there. I sent you a screenshot. It shows left to right. It shows Ryan Seacrest. They're on stage. Ryan Seacrest, Kelly Clarkson. And what's the guy's name? The guy's Dumarini or whatever his name was. He was like number two behind Kelly Clarkson and Brian Dunkelman. They're on the and then there's another no, picture. Because um who else won? Um was Jabarini something or, sparks. No, 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 no. The first year she was number one and the number two dude was like something, you know, Jabber Grubber Grabber I mean, I don't can't remember where some weird name. Brian Dunkelman. The reason I know about this is because back in the day when Howard Stern used to be on regular radio, not on Sirius, which I don't have, he used to have Brian Dunkelman on quite a bit. And they would always kid him about the fact that, hey, Brian, how come Ryan Seacrest is a big star and nobody knows who you are? So that's a perfect example. Everybody knows about Brian uh, Ryan Seacrest, but nobody knows about Brian Dunkelman. You didn't know it. You go, there's no. I really didn't. <laughs> Once again, and they did not make him a prominent fixture. Because, on this. because, because. Once oh, again, because sorry. look at him. Ryan Seacrest is the good-looking dude. Brian Dunkelman looks sort of like a Dunkelman. You know what I mean? He doesn't look like he he's kind of does look like a Dunkelman. <laughs> he looks like a Dunkelman. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you close your eyes and go, oh, what's a Dunkelman look like? You'd open your eyes. Oh, there's Brian. He's a Dunkelman. <laughs> First off, if I were Brian Dunkelman, I think I'd change my name. I think I'd change my name to Brian Hildebrand, which would be even worse. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Now, Shelly, since we've had this discussion, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, if, if Christy Poopin' Underwear is still listening. If I were a pony and you came around, you would be there to Here's my favorite line. And then brush me down. And then brush me down. 
I like the way she sings that. She's got that great vibrato. Hey, if I talk She's like... She's probably doing this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing again? <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> What's she doing again? <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. I got to yeah. see if I can pull that one off. <laughs> no. If you keep on doing that, I'm just not going to talk anymore. Oh. It doesn't really matter because you pull me off the air anyway. So. <laughs> you know what? And if I if if I, if if I get if you get mad at me, you know what you're going to do? Throat punch you. You're going to get on a plane with Kenneth Copeland. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. <laughs> he needs to watch what he's saying. Because basically the people who are supporting him are, are those he's Exactly. That's exactly what's funny about it. If you don't know the story behind this, this is Kenneth Copeland, one of the big televangelists. And he was he was on one of his shows talking about why he has a private plane. And the reason he has a private plane is because... Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. The people that are sending him donations are those people who are flying around in long tubes, right? Not Kenneth. He's in his private jet, right? Exactly. <laughs> God, you know what? What? I've been a reverend for, what, about 10, 11 years now. You know, I think I should do that full time. Don't you think I'd be a good reverend? Reverend Brad? Reverend Brad, yeah. Do it full time. I've married five people, you know? (sighs) I thought you were only married once. No, I married five people. I I know. Why would you do that? What was wrong with them? No, I did five weddings. I, I know. If you I, married five people, you did five weddings. Right. Not the same people over and over again. Just there were five. Yeah. Different. I didn't know that you had been married more than once. It's not me. I officiated at five weddings. Oh. <laughs> so now, everybody, now you know why I turn a microphone off. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone, now you know why I want to threaten punch him on a daily basis. But you know what? What? Oh, hold it. Here's one of our listeners calling up. Hey, well, what do you say about Shelly again? If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> yes. Do you know? Thank you for that. But do you know that um, everybody has, like, their own tales about Abraham Lincoln? Like he was a vampire hunter, like he was this, like he was that. They don't do it with all the other presidents, but they do with him. You know why that is? No, I don't. Have you lost the last three brain cells, or do you just have cabbage for brains? That's right. That's why they have cabbage for brains. (laughs) It's it's been a long time since my brain cells have really, really had to work. Okay, it's 731. It is BS.show. I am jealous of that guy, Charlie Puth. Shelly, by the way, your microphone is on. You can talk anytime you want. Okay. <laughs> I turned her mic. You know. You turned it off, didn't you? I did not. You didn't say anything. No, I did that. By the way, by the oh, oh, by the way, by the way. <laughs> oh, that was funny. In Sometimes last break, I just tickle myself. So I don't know why. Shelly accused me of turning her microphone off. Uh, Which you know, he does you frequently. Know, I can leave the pot on my board up all the time. You can just control it on your end. You, you really don't want to do that. You just, you know, if you're, if you do, if you want to then talk, I won't be able to talk to you off air. Turn your microphone on your end down when we're off. The, when we go into a break, just turn your pot down. You're in your control. I, I see. It's one you less. You won't th- be able to hear me. It, well, so, and the problem with that is, <laughs> a 
I'm uh-huh. sorry. Okay, Charlie Puth. I'm jealous of Charlie Puth because he has that weird eyebrow. You mean from he who shall not be named? No, no, no. He has a weird eyebrow because he, he got in, he so got did Harry Potter. No, he got in, injured as a kid and his eyebrow didn't grow right. I told you the guy I worked with in Des Moines, the sales guy. I can't remember his name. He had the world's best scar in his face. He was in a really bad car accident. He had this, and it's funny because of the fact that when I when I went at, met him for the first time, the guy who was introduced me said, "Now, now, when you meet, I can't remember his name. Let's call him Jim. When you meet Jim, try not to look at the scar in his face. Of course, when somebody tells you not to do that, what do you do? You look at the scar. Right? You can look right at the scar. And I go, well, why? Well, he had a pretty bad car accident. He's got a really nasty scar in his face. And this was a good-looking dude. I mean, he dressed the part. Always had like custom tailored suits and you know i mean like when when if you were walking down the People hall treat you differently when you're dressed i'm telling really you really nice right that's that's why you never see anybody in a plane being thrown off a plane in a three-piece suit because it's always the ladies or the guys the ladies in the pajamas are in their jammies right or the guys who are like in cutoffs and a t-shirt you know and, and thongs if yeah right if you kept feet if you got if you got if you got a suit on, you're not going to get in a fight with the stewardess. Okay, anyway, so cameras, Jim. So he was this good-looking guy. And the women used to say, oh, my God, he's so handsome. That scar makes him look so rugged and tough. I'm telling you, the women used to talk about that. I'm thinking to myself, I need a scar. I believe that. You know, I'm thinking to myself, if I was a plastic surgeon here in St. Louis, hi, I'm Dr. Brad, and yes, men, do you know what women like? They like a nice facial scar. They want a scar that you can say, yeah, I got that when I was in combat, or yeah, I got that in a fight. I was defending my girlfriend in a bar, and a guy came up to her, and and I and he hit me, and, and he hit me in the face with a beer bottle, and I killed the guy. That's what you need. Dr. Brad. Dr. Brad will put a scar on your face. And women will go, oh, my God, that scar on your face. You look so handsome and tough and virile. Yes, Dr. Brad will put that scar on your face. Only $19,999. So does that mean that your um, branding would be called Scarface? Who would now? Again now? What'd you say? I said, does that mean that your branding would be called Scarface? No, I don't know. It could be could be beautiful face, you know. What's wrong with scars? I've scars on my yeah. I've I've you, I've, I've, mind, I've got scars you can't see because of my beard. Seriously, you know, <laughs> I did not turn a microphone off. She's just not talking again. <laughs> I don't think. I've seen you without your beard. I've got a scar on. I've got two scars on my face that you can't you see do because not. I do. I have I can't two. Even tell I have two scars on my face. But they're not good ones. They're not like Jim's up in Des Moines. Jim had good scars. Okay, by the way, I have to I have to okay, first off, let me take care of business because of the fact that I have to do this because of the fact that that I've ignored ignored this. Okay. The smartest woman in the world sent me this. The adaptable coyote, his technical name is Canis Latrans, L A T R A. It sounds like some rap artist, doesn't it? Can hey Canis Latrans like a variable of cannabis. Is common throughout Missouri, including in urban and suburban areas. The bulk of the diet of the of the coyote consists of small mammals, insects, carrion, and wild fruits. However, coyotes sometimes kill poultry, young pigs, goats, sheep, small calves, and radio people and pets. <laughs> So no, it says. They, I'm sure that's what it says. It, it says it says small calves, small calves and pets. So there are coyotes. I wonder if there are any coyotes around here. Anyway, okay. I'm telling you, Dingo ate my baby. Ding. I'm not touching that. 
<laughs> okay, are you ready for this? Now, <laughs> let me preface this story by I'm thinking to myself, what is going on in the world? <laughs> okay, let me preface this by saying I have my little color chart with me here, okay? When I put it up to my shaved arm, I am not white. I am Mocha Java. I am so don't call me a white guy. I'm not a white guy. I'm a Mocha Java guy, right? And if you want yes. if you want to call me by my color number, I'm 2004-7B. I'm Mocha Java. So don't call me a white guy, okay? Here's the story. This is in the Washington Post, okay? You ready for this? Sure. The Washington Post published a report Monday slamming Discovery Channel's Shark Week programming for featuring quote, too many white males as shark experts and continuing to peddle, quote, negative messages about sharks. <laughs> are you ready for this? The report so highlights... Does that mean that the sharks are sharks are offended? <laughs> and their feelings are hurt, so they're I just not going to play their sharky games? I don't know. They're not going to go, baby, shark, 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 Okay, let me read you this paragraph. Okay, wait, wait to hear this. The report highlighted a study done by Public Library of Science led by Allegheny College biology professor Lisa Whitenack. Okay, her name's Whitenack. Okay, W-H-I-T-N-A-C-K. She's criticizing white people. Okay, the project observed that Discovery's programming emphasized negative messages about sharks, lacked useful messaging about shark conservation, and overwhelmingly featured white men as experts, including several with the same name. That is a quote. Before delving the study, Washington Post provided a brief introduction on White Knack, noting that the biologist loved sharks as a kid and walked Shark Week every summer. Okay, so they're now saying that Discovery Weeks, Discovery TV channels, Shark Week is is racially insensitive and is setting negative connotations or negative images about sharks. Can we have... I'm sorry. Excuse me while I purge. Can we have anything nowadays that someone doesn't come out and say, oh, it's racial. Oh, too many white men. Sharks. That's terrible. You know, I mean, okay, don't they call one of the sharks the great white shark? Isn't that one of the names of the sharks? I mean, it's like, what do you want to rename them? The great opaque shark or something? I mean... The great opaque shark. I mean, I mean... What is going? I mean, do these people have too much time in their hands, or what? She's a biology professor. Her, once again, she's got a PhD. Professor Lisa Whitenack. Okay, and what's interesting is, once again, she says, including several with the same name. Uh, she says, featuring white men as experts, including several with the same name. Okay, and the name I think is is here's this. Uh, this piece stated, quote: When the scientist appeared on her TV screen, she rarely saw any women she could look up to. Thinking about that later in life, she lamented, I don't come a family from a family of scientists. I don't see very many people that look like me on television. As an adult, Whitenack decided to explore these misconceptions as the Post characterized them. The piece claimed, quote, when the pandemic lockdowns came in 2000, she saw an opportunity to study the source of her old misconceptions. Was Shark Week feeding audiences the wrong messages about sharks? And who studies them? The questions prompted Whitenack's study. The report stated, quote, Whitenack led a team of researchers to examine hundreds of Shark Week episodes that aired between 1988 and 2020. Okay, let's go watch Shark Week episodes for 22 years. So they're going to watch Shark Week episodes from 1988 to 2020. 22 years of Shark Weeks, okay? And I bet if they do that, they will find that half of the episodes will not pertain oh, yeah. okay. to the way that we are 
heading okay. in this generation. Okay, here we go. In addition to the study revealing the programming negative depiction of sharks, it featured, quote, more white experts and commentators named Mike than women, <laughs> noted Arizona State University conservationist Dave Shipman, the study's co-author. Yes, there's no black guys named Mike. Let me think. Mike Tyson? Let me think about this for a minute. The only people who are named Mike are white dudes, right? That's not true. Well, I know that. This is what's so stupid about this. Once again, they, there's too many they guys. They need to look on how we're going to fix this world. There were too many as guys. As opposed to the things that could possibly have um, been an issue back when they were actually that's how the, the world was. Well, the too many guys so named... this is how the world is. Why don't we concentrate on getting better <laughs> and being better humans? Okay, you ready? Here's the, here's the rest of this. This is David Schiffman, the study's co-author. Schiffman implied that this may be due to discrimination on the part of Discovery Channel. He said, when there are hundreds of people... Oh, my of, goodness. <laughs> yes, when there are hundreds of people wow. of color interested who work in this field, when my field is more than half women, maybe it's not an accident anymore that they're only featuring white men. Okay, whatever. So now, I'm sorry, I'm not, well, I am kind of laughing on the inside. So now, um, they're debating on whether or not women are offended now? According to the study, specifically, maybe let me go a little bit further. According, this is going to partially answer your question. According to the study, quote, the trend persisted throughout almost all of the television events history. Over 90% of the 229 experts featured in 201 Shark Week episodes were white, the study found, and about 78% were men. Well, you know, that would be like going to a construction site and saying, hey, I want an expert on how to pour concrete. Okay, I guess there's probably... 50 guys at the construction site, and probably 48 of them are dudes. You know what I mean? There's probably two women on the construction site. And That's I'm... what they did back then. That was the ratio. But but once again, the problem is... And now they're bringing it up to these standards, which I don't even think they have. You know, it's like the credit card processing. The one thing that they had that was nationwide, and they couldn't make it um, compatible... With everything, you know, some people, okay, is it credit? Do you press the green button, the yellow button, or the red button? And it all depends on wherever you're at and how they want to play that. That's that's wrong. How did we get to that? It was a stream of consciousness. I got tears rolling down my eyes. You do not. I do too. Why? Because you're just like Shelly. Shelly's Shelly's the only Shelly's the only one in the world. Shelly's the only one in the world that can take a stupid story about Shark Week being biased and turn it into green, yellow, and red buttons on a credit card machine. Well, it's a thing. Well, at least those credit card machines have buttons of color. They're not all white buttons. You know what I'm saying? Well, they kind of are, except for. Like the the red the red like, like Walgreens the red buttons are the yellow button the red buttons are if you're an Indian some places QT is the red button the red buttons are if you're an Indian the yellow button if you're Asian descent and the green button is That's if you're if you're a Martian if you're a Martian you no, press the no, green no. Martian 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and 
once again, these professors are working at universities where they're getting paid by taxpayer dollars. Okay, once again, when I brings it back in. when I say don't go to college, this is why you shouldn't go to college because you got stupid professors that are watching 22 years of Shark Week and declaring that the dudes are all named Mike. They're all white, and sharks are being are being improperly. Uh, put out as as being terrible animals that bite They're your legs predators. off. <laughs> right. Once again, that's what they do. What kind of animals do you think they are? They're predators. Right. They're not like they're not like a little kitty. Oh, let me pet you, little kitty. Or you know what they're not like? You're gonna go run the radio station, little kitty. <laughs> you know what they're not like? Hold on a minute. <laughs> I can't find it. Hold on. Where am I? <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is, right? They're not like... I were a pony when you came around You would be there to feed me And then brush me down How many times have you heard of people swimming in the ocean and a pony coming out of the water and chopping their leg off? You never exactly. hear that, right? You never hear a pony coming out of the water and chopping on some guy's leg, right? Those sharks, Chomping. man. We, we just make... <laughs> I, I read this story yesterday. It's funny. I got this story sent to me by three different people, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got people that think like I do. This lady writes this report about how Shark Week is discriminatory against people of color and women, and it makes fun of sharks. It puts sharks in a bad name. That would be like saying, uh, let me think, mice are good because they sneak into your house and they eat your food, and because of the fact that because they eat your food, you won't gain any weight because they eat your food up, right? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. <sighs> okay, I gotta clean my face off because I still have tears rolling down my eyes from Shelly talking about. We do need to take a break. Buttons it's the last on break. a on a credit card machine. Seven fifty one. Why is that? I it's a it's a thing. It is be. Oh, hold on a minute. I screwed up. I didn't hit that. Okay, I messed up, and I got Shelly's mic turned off again, so she can't talk right now. <laughs> Shelly. She's going to play with me now because her mic's on. She's not talking. Totally going to play with you right now. <laughs> Thank you for turning my mic back on. I didn't have your mic off. I screwed up. Hold on a minute. Okay. Whatever, Brad. <coughs> Hold on. I got to cough. Talk. You're up to some shenanigans, I think. So, um, anyway, yeah. So, about those credit card processing, write to your congressman and your state senate. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, your federal senate. Whatever. <laughs> Seriously, it's a thing. I mean, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be offended by every little thing that happens or has happened in the, no, in the it's, past it's, it's two, three, four hundred years. It's all about, it's all about of evil white people. You know, I mean, no evil no, white. No, that's evil, not what I'm turning evil, this into. Evil white it's men. It's every. It's a, it's a federal government thing. They should have fixed this before they out, let it out. The credit card machines. Yes. <laughs> the processing machines. Okay. Yes. On that they note. They should have instituted some <laughs> type of normality or regularity between all of them across the board. You know what? What? I can't stand anymore. We have to go. Say goodbye, Shelly. <laughs> well, okay. Well, bite me, Brad. <laughs> and have a great day, everybody. It's been a slice of heaven as usual. Peace and I fly. <laughs> BS.show.
759. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.